You are listening to a life-impacting message preached by Bishop Richard Ayi. Bishop Richard Ayi is the pastor of the First Love Church London, a denomination founded by Bishop Dag Heward Mills. The First Love Church is full of zealous young people who love and desire to work for the Lord. You will be encouraged and uplifted as you listen to this powerful message.
beautiful. Father, we thank you for your blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, our last chapter for today. How to engage your sheep with different types of relationships. The key word here is engage and to lock because everybody does not have or has not developed let me not say does not have has not developed the engaging ability in their ministry but you have to be able to engage that is lock the members the sheep into a particular type of relationship when there is no engaging the church actually becomes very fluid they leave as many as as much as they come because there is no i mean there's no engaging there's no engagement and locking there's no that the relationship the relationship is virtually non-existent it's like it's just some nice place that we can gather, we can go to it, then we've, we've left. And that is when you see people who don't have people. They don't have anyone to do anything. They don't have anyone to become anything because they are not good at engaging people. Engaging. Engaging. I remember once I had um, an older missionary speaking to a new missionary and telling him that in terms that the problems and the difficulty you have in the, in the church is because your wife does not engage the people. The wife does not engage, has not be able to engage. I mean, those were the words he used, to engage, to lock, to establish a relationship. So when there's no relationship between the shepherd and the sheep, the sheep and the church is what did I say? Fluid. It flows. It flows. It exists. It's, just, it's like something, it's like just a crowd passing through a place. Yes. There's no staying. There's no devotion. There's no commitment. There's no sacrifice. There's no giving of themselves to anything to do anything because there's, the relationship is undefined. It's undefined. The relationship is undefined. It's true this, a church, the church, a so-called church, this is where you go to church, but the relationship is undefined because the people are not engaged. Engage. I, I want you to remember the word engage. That a shepherd must engage the flock, must lock the flock into a type of relationship. If those relationships do not exist, the church is undefined. The members are undefined. Everybody is just there. Um, um, there are churches. There are churches that could, could be a crowd. There's a crowd, all right. But there's no, there's no relationship. Between the pastor and the guy. Everybody is there. Everybody is there to get something in particular and just go. Yes. So the people who are even there, if you interview them deeply, you say they are not even members of the church. 
They attend, they attend the services of the man. And because maybe his aim is also not to pastor them. You know, you have to remember what we are talking about. You are talking about the art of shepherding. So there are, there are some services and their meetings that, that the aim is not to pastor the people who have attended. Maybe it's to minister to them. Based on some gift or something that is there. So you just minister the people. You take an offering from them. And then each man to his tent. But in pastoring. Where there is a church. There is a pastor. And members of that congregation. Then. The type of relationship. That exists. Becomes very key. And becomes very important. And engaging the flock. Becomes very important. I hope you are with me. So, the different types of engaging relationships that exist. Number one, engage your sheep through close friend relationships. Close friend relationships. That means that some of the members must be like friends. So don't be in a hurry to bring a throne onto the front row and say, this is your chair, nobody sits on it. Don't be in a hurry to create differences. Differences. Because you need the friendship. You need the friendship to build upon and to build the church. You need people in church. Why are your friends? Where the church is starting? This particular example I'm giving, even though it lasts even to an old church and all, so when the church is started, your relationship must be like friends. You are relating with your friends. You are relating with your equals. We are all together. We all together. We all sit together. We all eat together. We all flow together. We laugh together. That's why you see that there are eatings, there are fellowships, there are uh, um, uh, um, chatting, laughing. Outings move, move together as though we are all the same Because you need the close friendship engagement You need to engage the people as a close friend That is how people get people to grow up with them And work with them And work with them perhaps even for life Because the person is, is, not, just, is not just a member The person is not like a friend who would turn out to be like a brother and be with you. But the foundation of that thing is friendship. If you start off as the boss, right from the word go, you are boss. And they don't think you, they don't see you as boss. You will get rebels. Because you thought you were boss, but they don't see you as boss. So you are giving instructions and making demands that bosses make. But you haven't established that relationship and engaged the people in that way to be a boss. You've looked at someone maybe who is high up in ranks and you want to copy that and give instructions and make demands. It will backfire. You know, anytime something backfires, don't be angry. Don't be angry. Learn, learn a lesson. 
and receive an instruction that things are not the way I thought they are. It's not, it's not like that. Maybe you imagined, you saw this person, you saw Bishop this, or Reverend that, doing some things, and you thought, oh, you, I mean, you also have the same authority and the same power and the same flow. When it doesn't work, immediately you should know that, hey, I'm not there yet. Don't, don't quickly say that the people are some way. No, say, I am not there yet. Uh-huh. The people are not some way. They have not been engaged. That type of relationship does not exist. So you can't call for some things. So the close friend relationship, even though, even though it's not really listed in an order of, you know, this is how you grow from this, you move to this, you move to this. But I think that, I think that close friend engagement and close friend relationship, it's a good foundation to have in every church. If you be a good pastor, if you be a good pastor, let your members be like friends, especially starting off or people who have been with you for a long time, they must be like friends. They must be like friends. You don't start off when all the chairs are red, then you bring a white chair. Mm-hmm. Especially in the summer, somebody says. Exodus chapter 33 and verse 11. And the Lord spake unto Moses face to face, as a man speaketh unto his friend. And he turned again into the camp. But his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, departed not out of the tabernacle. The word friend comes from the Hebrew word rea, that's R-E-A, and it means an associate who is close, a brother, a companion, a fellow or a neighbor. So pastors need close and deep friendships to engage the sheep. What do you do with friends? What, what do friends do? They chat. Nobody is solved. Nobody is really solving anybody's problem. But we know our problems. If you can solve it, you solve. If you can't solve it, you know about it. Problem, problem shared is half problem. So you just talk. It's not like, it's not like you are the trouble-free and problem-free person. And you always, you always, you only counsel. A friend will know your problems. A friend will know your weaknesses. A friend will know your difficulties. So when, when you have that engagement and that type of relationship, the people in your immediate circles, they know of your problems. They know when you're happy. They know when you're not happy. They know when you're happy in your marriage. They know when you're not happy in your marriage. It's not a shame. It doesn't take away from your anointing. When, they can, when you can't stand them, they know that oh, this guy, he sweat, as he's preaching, he's sweating. That's why there's a saying that it's when, when you go close to the goat, that's when you see that the goat is sweating. You never see the goat wiping sweat off his face. You must be very close. Or there's another saying that the crab, you have to go close to the crab to hear that the crab is coughing. 
Do you know crabs? Yes, it's like crabs cough, but you don't hear their cough. You have to be very close before you hear that the crab is coughing. So when you have friends, your friends will know your issues and your difficulties. The general public will not know about it. When they see you, they will not, they will not even believe that you are going through such a situation. But you need friends. You, you need friends in the ministry. In ministry, you need friends. People who can't develop relationships have a serious deficiency. Yes. I mean, someone who can, people who can build relationships can build churches. Yeah. Any shepherd or pastor who is a loner, it doesn't have a large church. He can't build relationships. When you see someone who is able to build a church by the grace of God, go close into his life, you will see that he has relationships and he has friends. It may not be a crowd, but there, you will see that there's, there's somebody or there are some people who are very close to him, close, like under his skin. Yes. You know, I knew a missionary once, one of the brothers who went to missions, and I remember he was there for a long time, alone. Alone. It's like he can't even get even one other person to join him. And you see, one day I told him that this thing that we keep talking about, that you must, you must have a community, you must be with people, you must have people when you're building a church, you must have people because you need people to build a church. For people to join the church, you must have people. But you see, he did not have a friend to even get even one other person to go with him or to be with him. That's a serious defect. So the church that we see as the person is struggling to build the church it's not that there are no human beings in that city but the person lacks the ability to relate. So you'll be saying all the things oh pray some more oh have you read mega church oh do this oh do that but when you look at it the real reason is that the person there is not relational. He's alone. The only person he has in his life is his wife. Can't relate with anybody. Can't work with anybody. Can't live with anybody. Can't do anything with anybody. The church won't work. Because there is a problem when it gets to relating with people. Trusting people. See, to relate with someone, you have to trust. To have a close friend, you have to trust. You have to, you have to be a bit exposed. And trust that this, this person will not harm me. That's friendship. When people come into your life and they really see that you receive them as friends. Everybody becomes relaxed around you. And flow around you. And laugh around you and eat around you. So you see, the example I'm giving you, you see that the brother's church is not working. And it's not because he's not prayerful. It's not because he's not prayerful. It's not because he doesn't read the Bible. It's not because he doesn't study. It's not because he doesn't own a Macarius. It's because he is not relational. There is nobody in his life that is like, this is my friend. This is my friend. 
all the people I ever hear keep hearing about about that. Oh, we want to go and visit him. We want to be with him. They are all friends of his wife. So they are all ladies. So I keep saying, how can a lady come and be your associate on a mission field? How can a lady pack her bags and say, I'm coming. I'm coming to be your assistant on a mission field. I mean, what, where, where did you even learn that from? And the more I hear, the more I hear about ladies, ladies trying to arrive on that island, the more I know there's a problem. And there's a serious defect in the person's shepherding life and therefore in his life that he can't relate. He can't relate. He can't relate with anybody. So you will see, you have even sometimes you even see like a, a cell leader or whatever. I say the cell is not working. I had another another one. I've just remembered. I had another one like that. I remember I, I changed, I said to them that this ministry is called Jericho Ministry. Do you know why it's called Jericho? It's Jericho that the scripture says that a nun went in and none went out. Yes. Three girls. Three girls in the cell. Forever. Forever three. Nobody could join. Nobody could join that fraternity. Nobody could join and nobody could leave. Three. Three forever. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. Yes. Forever three. We go for meetings. People's groups are growing. Getting new people. But these three, these three, I always remember them. Three. Three hard girls. Age. At the point I changed, I said, I said, this is your ministry. It's called Jericho. Jericho war. None went in and none came out. That's it. can't relate with people they can't relate with people and people can't relate with them they can't make friends and they don't want to make friends oh yes oh yes you don't have friends it shows in the ministry that you don't have friends who are your friends who are the people you touch with who are the people you talk to who are the people you eat with who are the people you hang out with who are the people you hang out with who When you're on the phone, who are you talking to? Yes. Who do you play golf with? (laughs) Yes. Who are your golf mates? that's where you fellowship that's where you get to talk nine holes give you 90 minutes of fellowship yes yes but you're always alone say oh I like to play alone either you're not a good golfer so you don't want anybody to see your mistakes 
Oh, you are not released now. You are alone now. You are like a female leopard. You live alone. The only time you need somebody is when you want to get pregnant. Yes. That's a, that's a leopard. They live alone. Alone. As soon as, as soon as they get pregnant, they'll drive the male away. They'll drive him away. And live alone. And give birth alone. And raise the children by themselves. Yes. So it's when someone asks, why are your associates? Why are your friends? In other words, why are your friends? Associates are your friends. In the ministry, they are your friends. Where are the associates? Where it means, where are the friends? 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 Are the friends? And you know, if I, was, if I was sharing uh, on art of leadership, one of the paramount principles I would have talked about is grow in your influence. Wow. Yes, grow in your influence. Because there are, people, there are people who can only relate with a particular type of person. If they are old, they can only relate with old people. If they are young, they can only relate with young people. Or sometimes if they are old, they can only relate with people who are younger than them. They can't relate with people who are older than them. Or relate to people of their age. But you have to grow in your influence. You have to be able to relate with all types of people. All types of people. That I find it very strange. I find it very strange when people think it's, it's ridiculous. And they try to ridicule. They try to ridicule and tell me that you pastor children. You pastor children. I, fi- I find it. I find it wonderful. You pastor children. I, I actually, I, I mean, I wonder, is it a sin? Is it a negative thing? You pastor children. But I also pastor grown-ups. So maybe it's more of, it's more of naivety. Like maybe you don't, maybe the person hasn't known me completely. Because I also pastor grown-ups. I've pastored grown-ups for years. I've pastored grown-ups for about 20 years. I started pasting the children less than 10 years ago. Yes. But rather, rather to be able to pastor people who are the age of my children and sit with them comfortably and chat with them and flow with them and eat with them. I think I'm not doing badly. (laughs) I don't think I'm doing badly. Because I can go to the grown-up world And I'll be comfortable there I'll eat with them I'll chat with them I'll laugh with them We'll flow easily Happily Happily And I'll move to the other side too And I'll flow happily Yes yeah. The younger ones shout more But the older people are also there Yes Relax. What I was saying is that 
you didn't hear my point what i was saying is that it just sounds as though the younger ones make more noise but the older ones are also there they are just cooler they don't make much noise but they are there i mean they are they are they are there they are solid they've been with me for 30 years yes they are there they haven't gone anywhere they haven't changed they are not angry they are not irritated they are there they pastor the churches faithfully i'm telling you faithfully sunday after sunday year after year they are there stable stable no problem so when you grow in your influence you are able to grow in relating with older people you relate with young people you relate with educated people you meet people who are not so educated they are usually difficult to manage but you you can relate with them most rebels are not uh, um, um, well educated yes so they don't understand it that's why there's a book those who are ignorant yes they easily they, they, they are easily hurt and offended hey slight problem you try to address they don't understand they don't, under, they don't understand things so they don't understand things everything is a problem even when you're trying to help the person it's like it's a problem before the person is very very angry it's a lack of latitude absence of broadness so the person's understanding can't cover a certain range of issue even as i'm talking the person will say okay explain to me but explain to me from this day where where did i go wrong what have i done still so it's better not to say anything So when you grow in your influence, you'll be able to be with the educated, the uneducated. You understand why the person is behaving the way he's behaving. Even when you see him in suit without socks, you will say, you understand. Yes. Hmm. You ought to relate with the rich, and you be able to relate with the poor. Yes, the rich people flow with rich people. Flow with people who are, don't have anything. People who won't give you an offering. They don't have an offering. You would rather give them something. You would rather give them something. You would rather be giving them something. Yes. You will be giving them something. But you can relate with them. And you can be with them. That is growing in your influence. And growing in relationships. And understanding relationships. Yes. So as you, as you are there, as the person is misbehaving, you even have to know. You, you will say, they say it's, not a, it's not so much of a spiritual issue, but you have to know that I'm dealing with a not so educated person. So you have, you have to stop the quarrel and even leave the person. Leave the person for something else to teach the person. Yes. But the person is not so, the person's understanding doesn't reach it. The only way to save this person is avoid confrontations yes that's the only way to save the person look if, if you catch him his hand you catch his hand like this in the soup taking the chicken he will say it's not him it's his hand that went into it 
Mm. Have you seen a, a hand taking chicken before? Okay. He's the one who will say, who, me? It couldn't be. Then who? Number two. He says, it's not my hand. It's not me. It couldn't be. Yes. And then angry. Before you realize your nice person is leaving the church. And will never say the reason why he's going to. So I'm talking to you about types of engagement, engaging Types of engaging, engaging the people. Wow. What, what, what does the time do sometimes? It just decides to fly. Okay. Because you just came, isn't it? We've been standing here since morning. You just came. Yeah. So the lack of, are you listening? The lack of deep relationships will prevent you from developing a nuclear family that will grow into a large congregation. Yes. In your church, there has to be a nuclear family. This, this is a family. You see, we use, we use the word associates loosely. But associates are like your friends. I mean, look at how the scripture describes uh, um, Judas, my own familiar friend. Jesus said to him, he said, I, call, I no longer call you servants, I call you friends. He said, Now you are friends. So it is so necessary, so important to have friends. To have friends in your branch, in your church. Who are your friends? If there's an issue now, who will you run to? Who will you talk to? Who will you share your concerns and your things with? Friends are very key. Let's move to the next one. Engage. This one, sometimes you see that it's very common and unnecessarily common. Engage your sheep through Master servant relationships. Yes. This kind of relationship is the type where the senior partner is the re- in the relationship relates like a lord with his servant. The advantage you see in this kind of relationship is that rank is not disregarded or despised. So this type of relationship emphasizes rank. And there are times when rank is important. So that you don't break rank. That even though, so this is what you have to get. Even though the person is like a friend. Flows with you, eats with you. You've been with him for years. Years. You know his problems. You know his pain. You know his failures. You know his difficulties. You are still able to respect rank. Yes, familiarity that's not certain. That is where people introduce the, the special chairs and the special seats. That when you come into the hall and you see the yellow sh- sh- chair, do not go near it. Ah. 
it's important because there are people who disregard rank and disregard seniority they, they can't, because of that they fail to see the anointing Jesus said it Jesus said the only place that the anointing doesn't work is amongst the familiar people the people who don't see the thing as a rank that's where the anointing doesn't work the anointing works everywhere except amongst the people that he has eaten with, run around with, played with, had serious, deep discussions with. That's the only place the anointing doesn't work. So sometimes even though you have friends flowing around, you have to pull rank. And you have to make sure that rank is regarded. It all goes with timing. When there is nobody, and you go and pull rank it will spoil so you cleverly build you build you build we are friends we are friends we are friends but they have to know who the leader is because that's why people complain and gossip because they feel because he has related like a friend or they've been there with him through his difficulties they feel they have the right and the audacity to say anything about him Anything that they don't like. They can talk like Miriam and Aaron. Because they feel they can, they can just talk. But master-servant relationship is important. Luke chapter 17. Hmm. Luke 17 verse 7 But which of you Having a servant Plowing or feeding cattle Will say unto him by and by When he is come from the field, field Go and sit down To meet Verse 8 And will not rather say unto him Make ready Wherewith I may sup That is make ready so that I can have supper and get thyself and serve me till I have eaten and drunken, and afterward thou shalt eat and drink. Do you understand the passage? What the passage is saying is that there's a type of relationship that instead of saying to the person, rest, you give the person more work till you have rested and you are falling asleep, then the person can be free. It's like so long as so long as you are awake and you are around, the person is at work. Yes. So long as the person is present and it's around, you are working. When the person appears, it means work has appeared for you. Work has begun. So sometimes you see poor workers don't appreciate this principle. So you, you almost have to find a way to, to almost tell them who you are. Anytime you have to say who you are, you have a poor worker around you. Or anytime you have to stand in your house and say, I'm the head, you have the bad spouse. It's not, it's not a good testimony for you. For you to tell them, I am the head. Remember that I am the head, I'm the husband. You are, you are in difficulty. You are actually in difficulty. You're actually in difficulty. To announce who you are, you're in difficulty. (laughs) 
Yes. So when you have to say to someone that so long as I'm around you are working. Yes. Because there are people, there are people who have work. Who have work because of your existence. Yes. I have a job because of the existence of Bishop Dag. I'm working in his ministry. If he didn't exist, I wouldn't have a ministry. I wouldn't have work to do. Even this conference, I would not be able to have it. Everybody is here because of Bishop Dag Heward Mills, not because of Bishop Richard Ayi. Oh, yes. You think I'm not I'm aware? <laughs> I don't need to be told or to be reminded about that. I know. I know. If I'm not associated with him and operated with him and under his umbrella, like they say, under his umbrella, I don't know. What, what would I have? Who is Richard Ayi? Do you know Richard Ayi? Mm. So the existence, there are people who their existence generates work. It creates jobs. People have jobs because of their existence. And then sometimes even their presence, their physical presence, like let's say you are in a country and then your bishop or your head pastor or whatever visits that country, work begins. So long as he's around, you are working. When he goes, you can sleep. All your meetings, all your meetings, all your conventions are on suspension. You cannot, you can't, you shouldn't say, you shouldn't even say it for him to, for him to, it's like for him to feel bad and say, cancel your meeting. You shouldn't even say it. I had one of my branches, I, I wanted to go and have a, a, a program there. Evangelistic program. Every time I call, every time I call, they had a preacher. Oh, we had this program. And I go, we have this. And you know, I was saying to myself, these people want me to pull rank to announce something to them that I don't want to say. Do, do you know why I remember this thing? You will discover at the end of the story I'm telling you. Okay. Every time this one will say, "Okay, I've gone to Ghana. I just came back. I've gone to Nigeria. I just came back. I just did this. I just came back." Every every time it occurred to me I want to go and have this program in this place they have an excuse why not do you know the next thing that happened pandemic pandemic yes that was the next thing that happened everything was on pause for two years yes now ask me whether I have the same feeling or burden no I don't I have the burden for something else. Yeah. That I should go there and have it. No, 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 at all. I don't have it. So I keep remembering how things have to be done and things have to be done immediately. You should see the stories. I always remember, I've traveled. Oh, I've just come back. Oh, we, we, are, we have this uh, um, um, program. We have this. And you see, the only thing I had, I had to do, which maybe I didn't do, was to pull rank and say, look, the fact that I'm even asking you is just out of politeness. You should not tell me whether I can come or not. You have no such right to tell me whether I can come or not. I'm only asking you out of politeness. 
So you say, oh yes, oh yes, Bishop, we are ready, we are ready, cry. But you are telling me when you where you have traveled and when you have come, and what and what meeting you have with some with some uh, singing group or whatever whatever band band group or I don't even know what they are. Yes, but if I pull rank, then everything goes goes quiet. Yes, but that's what you have to pull rank. I said, you know. I'm not having a discussion with you. Even though I'm asking you a question, I'm actually informing you. So set your house in order and let's get on with it. Let's get on with it. Set your house and let's get on with it. Yes. We talk like that uh, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. A pandemic came to tell all of us that go to bed. Here we are. Any soul that could have been saved has not been saved. And me, if I get to heaven and I'm asked a question about that particular program, so that I'm telling you, I'll mention that pastor's name. I'll, I'm telling you, he should make no mistake because I can't forget it. I can't forget that experience because it was quite odd and awkward to me. That what are these people doing? Why, why is it so difficult to go? Because other places, I just say, I'm kind of say, yes, come, 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 come. So I kept wondering, these people, why? What is going on there? What type of spirit is growing there? Are they be trying to become Scotland in the UK? Yes. 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 He's saying that there is no master. Who will say to the cell, you've worked all day, I've just come, so go to bed. No, you'll tell when he arrives, the person has been working all day. He has, you've just come home in the evening. The person has been working, looking after your children, doing this, cleaning, everything. When you arrive, work has now started. So put yourself together. Get yourself, get your apron, change this dirty apron, change. I'm now going to eat and drink. You have to wait on me. When I, I'm drunk and I fall asleep, then you can eat and drink. Then you can eat and drink when I've gone to bed. Yes. 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 So that people have to learn that thing. Like when the important person, the shepherd is around, it's work time. And he shouldn't feel bad that he works too much, or he's talking too much, or he's demanding too much. He shouldn't feel bad. He shouldn't feel bad. He shouldn't feel bad. Can you imagine that I have to feel bad and apologize to so many people who have worked before this conference come? I have to, sorry for the hard work. Sorry for making you to go and clean here. Sorry for making you to go and do this. Sorry to what you to do. I don't even know the English to use to explain it. But that is how it's supposed to be. That's how it's supposed to be. Somebody has to work hard so I can come and walk around like a lord. Yes. 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 Somebody has to, somebody has to do some real hard odd job and sweat and be hungry 
<laughs> You'll be hungry. I'll be drinking orange juice. And just wear a nice shirt and walk in and come and preach nicely. Yes. That is just how it's going to be. So if you can't do it, you have to give it to the person who can do it. Yes. You have to leave it for the person who can do it. Otherwise, we are going to prepare a list of 250 names for vote of thanks. We want to thank this one for this, and we have to thank we have to thank this one for the table that fell on your toes. We have to thank this one for the bleach that went into your eyes. We have to thank this one for uh, the toilet that you were cleaning. We have to thank this one for the. Hey. I mean, we thank you. We are grateful. It's all I want. We are grateful, but there is a certain relation that also brings an understanding in the church that the presence of this one means work. Means we are working. It means we are working. Yes. Yes. It means we are working. Yes. You see, when you, people around you are not trained well, then there are problems. Problems and attitudes. And people making faces. And people making you feel bad. Because they've not been trained well that the relationship is such that if the person lands, touches down, if Bishop Doug lands here, whether he demands my presence, needs me for this or not, everything stops. I can't I can't say that I've bought a ticket, I'm going somewhere, I've done this, I'm going. No, everything stops. If he wants, you say, Oh no, 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 no. You mentioned the other you were going, so I think you should go. Because what he doesn't like is um, cancellation of programs. He doesn't like it. So you see him say, no, 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 no. You should go, you should go, 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 go. No, 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 no. Don't, don't, don't cancel anything because of me. But otherwise, when he lands, the, the plane touches down like that. Boom. That's it. Work begins. Work begins in the, in the way that what he wants is what will be done. The meetings he wants. The hours he wants for the meeting. The time he wants for the meeting. That's what will be done. No, there's nothing like I'm tired. I'm going to sleep. I'm going. He doesn't live here. How often is he here? That his presence should be a bother. There should be such a big issue. Yes. So you see why sometimes at conferences you need your workers to be around so they can be trained for you. Yes. Yes. Because sometimes some of the things you can't easily say it yourself. You need somebody to say it for say it for you. Someone who doesn't know you doesn't know their need to say it for you. Mm. Yes. Yes. Hmm. Say, so, man, please forgive him. Okay, forgive him. Okay. Yes. Can't go to bed. No, can't go to bed. Can't go to bed. You are leaving. There are people when you are you are in the church. You are in the church. You are in a meeting or you are having a meeting, counseling, whatever. This person can't come. Before I realize this, he says that when, when a man tell a man that I have left. It's so it's so disrespectful. This is it's almost it's almost like I'm busy. I have something to do. If you are busy, tell a man that I have left. And then he has keys. He's locking up. 
it's, very, it's, it's, even, it's, even, it's, even, it's even sad. It's even a sad sight. The pastor has labored, worked for all these years. Like you don't even have even one person to even lock up after you. One person even has the presence of my dad. Let me even look out for my pastor. Let me look out for my pastor. Let me help my pastor. He's my pastor. Let me even lift him up a bit in my eyes. He said, he shouldn't do something. Let me do some things for him. The day he is humbly locking up and checking, checking everywhere if lights are off. Because there's nobody to wait on him. Is that if he's, he's the one talking, he should talk. He likes talking. He's going to preach to us. We've been blessed. We've given offering. We now want to go home. You can't wait on him. Yes. Can't wait on him. Now let me wait. Even if it's 2 a.m., it's 2 a.m. I'll be there. Yes, I'll be there. It should work. It should work. Yes. Yeah. When I didn't have a, when I, I didn't have an office after church, I'll be there because we are renting. So I'll be in the church for a little while up to a time. Now I have to leave. The closest house, the closest Pastor Beniza and, and Eva's house. I just walk across and I'm in their house. It means it means Sundays they don't sleep. They don't sleep. I have to be in their house. They'll receive me in their house. Give me, give me their entire city room and everywhere. And I will be there till I finish. And I'll finish Monday morning. I'll, be, I'll bring everybody, whether they are their friends or their enemies, they never complain. Anybody I want to see comes to their house. Yes. And, and she will be forcing me to eat. And I'll say, I'm not here to eat. I came to work. Over here we work. <laughs> A shock, yes, it was never a problem unless it was a problem. I didn't know it was never a problem. I don't think it was a problem. I'll be in the house, uh, do counseling, do meetings, counseling, meetings, everything, everything, everything that you see. The wee hours of the day, you see me now. I've gathered my things, I'm going home, I'm leaving my office. Before now, they can, they can turn their lights off. Their electricity, whether it was key electricity or not, I don't know. I'm just using what I, I feel like we win. Pooh, I'm going to everything. Everything was at my disposal. Yes. 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 Husband is up and wife is up. Yes. When I'm leaving, they'll come, they'll come down out and go and see me off to my car. And say, God bless you. I'll say, I'll say, thank you. May the Lord give you a lot of children. And the Lord gave them a lot of children. <laughs> ah, what a shock. Yes. Yes. Buy one, get one free. Pastor Clement, you are some way. So master-servant relationship has to be taught and explained. Ranking becomes important. Close friend is good foundation. Nuclear family, you need it. As you even grow up, that nuclear family has to know that this one is different from all of us. 
If you don't respect anything at all, respect anointing. We honor anointing. We honor anointing. That's why Jesus used the word prophet. It's a calling. It's a rank. It's a grace. So the prophet is the one. We, when we talk about Anna, we talk about rank. Yes. When God said, Anna, your father and mother. He's talked about rank. Father. Mother. Not just anybody. Not just father who is 60 years old. Or mother who is very kind. He used rank. When Jesus spoke, Anna prophet, he used rank. So we honor the rank. We relate with the rank. The rank becomes key and important. We relate with the rank. We deal with the rank. This person, even though we are all friends, same age, that sometimes, even, sometimes the person is even younger than you. Your pastor can be younger than you. Have respect for the anointing. The thing that made him your pastor. Have respect for that thing. Have respect for that thing. Yes. Have respect for that thing. It's, it's a great blessing to have good helpers and good workers around you. People, when they're around you, you don't even feel you, it's, it's, as though, it's as though they are not even human beings. As though they don't have a home, as though they don't have children, as though they don't have anything to do. It's like we are just there. Your work is our work. When you finish, we finished. But the others, when you say, you say it's like, you know, when are we going? Yes. How do you even tell somebody you are an associate? Then you tell you tell someone around and ask that when he is looking for me, tell him I'm in the car. I'm waiting in the car. What message is that? What message is that? I'm waiting in the car. And the engine is running, and the person has a conscience. How can he work? How can he work freely? If his main person is saying that I'm waiting in the car. I'm sitting in the car. I'm waiting for you. When he comes, when he comes, I'm in the car. I'm going to get a power nap in the car. Number three, engage your sheep through bridegroom relationship. Bridegroom, bride as bride and groom, not bridegroom as in one word. Bride hyphen groom. So this one is talking about deep relationships because bride and groom have very deep relationships. Don't use this point to go and have sex with somebody. I beg you. Bride, bride, groom relationships are passionate relationships which engage the sheep. Passion is usually based on mystery about who the other party is brides and grooms are passionately in love with each other 
largely because they are unfamiliar with each other. The mystery of each other creates much excitement and draws them together. Obviously, every pastoral relationship needs a bit of this passionate feel. The absence of passion, are you listening carefully? The absence of passion leads to the absence of zeal. There's no energy to work. There's no energy to build the church. There's no energy to sort things out in the church. There are churches where you go to, there are issues. But the pastor has become almost indifferent, almost dead. Because that is, the church is not like a bridegroom relationship. Like what God has with us and what Jesus has with us. And he's so interested in the church. Has passion, has zeal for the church. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25. Husbands, love your wives even as Jesus Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. 26. That he might sanctify and cleanse it by the washing of the word. Okay. Can you see Jesus' energy? That he might sanctify and cleanse it by the washing of water. But it's like he has energy to do something about the church. <laughs> That's energy. He has zeal to do, to do, to it's like, it's like to clean up the church. When you have when you have that zeal and passion for the church and the state of the church, even, even the way you preach will be different. No matter the topic, when you take it, you see that there is passion and energy for this topic. Because you care about the state of the church, you care about it and the people. Can I move on? You see, you must be you must be excited about your ministry. The whole church should feel that you are very excited about your ministry and your calling. It's not a bother. It's not a bother that after church you've disappeared. By the time they share the grace, by the time they finish sharing the grace, you are out. Like an executive. That's not the relationship between brides and grooms. By the time the bride wakes up, the groom has, has left the house or has left the honeymoon chamber. Is he not the one who would rather be waking her up? Mm? May you always have passion May you always have zeal It's a spiritual trait And a spiritual quality Number four Engage your sheep Through father-son relationships Another way a pastor can engage his sheep is by developing a father-son relationship. There's a deeper kind of relationship in which the pastor begins to treat the sheep as his own children. And when the sheep start relating with you as your own children, please don't take advantage of them. It's sad that I have to be saying all these things. A family develops 
And the pastor provides and cares for his sheep as a father would for his sons and daughters. So you see that there will be counsel. There will be guidance. There will be direction. There will be assurance of love for the sheep when the father-son relationship is developed. That's where you see that the children, the children are excited about their father. On his birthday, they are all happy. They'll be calling their pastor their hero. And then the people who have read only up to Colossians, Colossians 1 and verse 1, will be saying that, why do you worship your father? How do you, how can, he will be asking you, is your father God? How can he be God? God is a spirit. Why do you ask such a stupid question? God is a spirit. The person you're asking us about, is he a spirit? You've only read Colossians chapter 1 and verse 1. You see, the Bible says that, for we see darkly through a glass. One of the most dangerous people on earth are people who have partial knowledge. Partial knowledge. Partial knowledge people are very dangerous people. People who the person for we know in part. People who know in part and are acting as though they know everything. Partial knowledge people, they are very dangerous people. When you see their arguments and their zeal, you see, be very careful about whose arguments you follow. When we know in part, you know, you just know in part. You've never pastored a church before. You've never pastored a denomination before. You don't have, you don't have, you don't know what it takes to have children in the Lord. And you criticize somebody who has children in the Lord. Let me ask you a question. Will you answer? Will you answer? Somebody who has two children on his birthday. How many people will wish him happy birthday? Two. So most likely, most people won't hear about it. Now somebody who has 5,000 children. 5,000 children. On his birthday, how many people will wish him happy birthday? Will the whole world not hear of it? Do I even have to explain? So, so you see that... What, what you are complaining and criticizing about is only a matter of course. You, it's almost as though you don't even understand basic, basic arithmetic. Basic arithmetic, you don't even understand it. God has blessed someone with 5,000 children. His birthday, how many people wish him happy birthday? And will there not be very loud ones in the midst? Very loud. Who will be talking all over the place? Yes. And then when you have two children or you have one child, on your birthday, what will happen? There's a quiet, a quiet candle lit dinner in your house. It doesn't make you more spiritual than the other one who has more children. Doesn't make you more spiritual. What it really means is that you don't have enough children or you don't have enough children who appreciate you. So, so therefore, don't be jealous. Don't be jealous of someone's children. Yes. 
don't think someone is not spiritual because he has a lot of children. That's because the person has become fruitful. You say he's not spiritual. God is watching. God is watching. He's the one who gave him the children. And all the children are happy about him. Are you not happy about your parents? Are you happy about your father? I mean, come on. Come on. Come on. Just by numbers. Just by numbers. You know, you know, during the pandemic, we used to have like singers from the different parts of the world to sing. You know, you have the UK, US, and the, the US people were always trying to compete with the UK people. And I always remember my best part, my best part is when B just comes to close the service. And he says that, oh, listen. And he says that we are going to we are going to we are going to vote for who has won. And I said to myself, this is such an unfair method for the others. Because by sheer numbers, even if the UK people didn't sing well, by sheer numbers, you said we should vote, they will win. By sheer numbers. Anytime he comes to school, he say, Oh, we're going to vote to say, I just say to I just say to us, I just start texting my friends. My friends and the men. I just I just started though we've what I tell, I just said, don't worry, don't worry again. It's easy. It's eerie. It's, I said, I'll say, how can five thousand, how can two hundred compete with five thousand? How? How? And, I, and, I, and I, I said to them, don't worry. Even master seed out. Let's take master seed out. Let's tell all master seed people, don't vote. First love, vote. Yes. 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 I'm, al- I'm always happy when he says we are going to vote to see who has won. I'm always, I get so happy. I never told him, though. So that he will keep saying it. He should, he should keep saying we should vote. US versus UK. I, I must say we, should, we should vote. Let's vote. Let's vote. Because basic arithmetic will tell you the results. So somebody God has used to plant churches in 96 countries. I mean, apart from other children that he has who are not even in his personal direct ministry on his birthday on his birthday what do you expect I mean where are your, why would you criticize such a thing where are your brains how do you use such a thing to assess spirituality yes even, even on a very sad unfortunate occasion of losing his son presidents were sitting in his house presidents presidents, incumbent presidents past presidents, I mean people in power and people before everybody is queuing up for a handshake from him is it, is it lack of spirituality that's a 
I'm saying you've only read Colossians 1 verse 1 you, you, you haven't read the Bible yes you've only read Colossians 1 1 yes what was it Colossians 1 1 I would like to see it I keep making reference to it Paul an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God and Timotheus our brother that's all you know That's all you know. That's all you know. Yes. Father son relationship is key. It's key. It's key. As God blesses you in the ministry, you will see that you will have sons. You will have sons, you have daughters. You don't even have to tell them. You don't even have to tell them that you are my son. They will they will know they will know this is my father. This is my father. This is the one who has brought me up, has raised me up. This is the one who feeds me. This is the one who cares about me, looks out for me, talks to me about my life, talks to me about my family. This is the one who didn't judge me and didn't give up on me. He stayed with me. Yes. There will be fathers and there will be sons. There will be fathers and there will be sons. There will be fathers and there's, there's no apology. No apology for having sons. Paul wrote to Timothy. He called his Timothy his son. He called him his son. Yes, he called him his son. He, he told him to be strong in the grace. He told, he told not just God, but he also showed that there's a grace. That you should flow in. Yes. Now therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. The grace we have in the faith. Be strong in it. Notice the grace that is at work. And be strong in that grace. He called him son. He called him son. Bishop Jake's preacher message, he called me son. Mm. So, father-son relationship. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 8 My son, hear the instructions of thy father And forsake not the law of thy mother Wow I thought there were five points Not knowing there are twelve You see, you just came. You just came. And tomorrow morning to you won't come early. <laughs> anyway, the next one is engage your sheep through teacher-disciple relationship. Teacher-disciple. Engage them through teacher-disciple. That is, teach them. And then train this one is characterized by a lot of training. A lot of training. A lot of training. Train people. Have training meetings. Not just services. Services are good. Conventions are good. But training meetings are also essential. Training. A church that has the dominant meeting is training. Has certain products. Yes. Sometimes the pastor says, I don't know what to do. 
That explains why he hasn't got some products. Because there's no training. There's no training. Number six. Engage your sheep through husband-wife relationships. This is the kind of relationship that is a permanent family relationship. Is that we are together forever. Together forever. No matter what happens, together forever. Please, it doesn't mean sex. Together forever. Ephesians 5.25 So the husband-wife relationship engaging the sheep that way is a together forever relationship. It's marital commitment. And it's also a very domestic relationship. It's, it's like we are home together. We are home. We are home together. I help you, you help me. But please, it's not a sexual relationship. It's sad that I have to say this, isn't it? It's sad. I have to add a disclaimer. To a pure point. That will give a beautiful church. And that should help create a beautiful church. But I have to add disclaimers. Because they are pastoral wolves. People, instead of looking after the flock, they eat the flock. Sheep eating shepherds. Number seven, engage your sheep through head-body relationships. Head-body relationship is is that the body trusts the head to take decisions. Yeah, to, to take this and to lead the way. Like, this is our head. So we flow. Ah, I found a verse in Colossians. Colossians 1.17. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. Verse 18. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the, from the dead, that in all things he might have preeminence. So the head and body relationships. That is, take the decisions and lead. We are backing you. Yes. When there's too much democracy and there's this democratic culture, nothing works. In the church. You never advance. Everything is social discussions. Social discussions, social debates. And voting. And the ones with the strongest opinion win. And maybe they're not the most anointed. Yes. Eight, engage your sheep through vine and branch relationships. Jesus said in John 15, 5, I'm the branch, you are the, I'm the vine, you are the branches. So vine, branch relationships speak of the deepest level of interconnection, which leads to the highest type of fruit bearing. So we are so connected that you see we bear fruits 
and similar fruits are born. So if the headquarters of the church is in Accra and there's a vine branch relationship, it means the branch is connected to the source. You see that the fruits, the spirit that you see in Accra, you will see it in Malawi. You will see it in Kenya. You will see it in London. Anywhere you see that the fruit is the same because there's the intertwining, interconnection of the vine and the branch. When there's separation, then you see, whilst you are bearing apples here, someone is producing oranges. Next one, number nine, is engage your sheep through husband, man, and vineyard. The husbandman and vineyard region involves nurturing someone until he is fruitful. It also involves developing the ability to prune and to cut away unwanted elements which will hinder fruitfulness. So sometimes this type of relation involves removing unpleasant people and unwanted people. Isaiah 5 verse 4 and 6. Number 10, engage your sheep through potter and clay relationships. Isaiah 29 verse 16. This kind of relationship is when the pastor is constantly molding people into vessels which can be used by the Lord. So you don't see the members as clay. You don't mold them into anything. You leave them to naturally become what they think they can become. There's no renewal of the mind. So you'll be celebrating things you shouldn't be celebrating. Eleven, engage your sheep through commander and troops relationships. Joshua chapter 5, verse 14 and 15. You engage your people as a commander engages his troops. To be successful at this relationship, you have to teach your flock about... Ah, is that Bishop Francis? You have to teach your flock Please you are welcome We are just about to close though Okay You have to teach your people about Training and sacrifice Teach about Training and sacrifice And then number 12 Engage your sheep through Creator-creature relationship. This is a kind of relationship. It's similar to the potter and clay. You make them into what you believe God wants them to be and God has called them to be. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll take a break and do a recap tomorrow on all the ones that I sped through. Beautiful, beautiful. God bless you. Take your seats. Before we um, close off and share the grace, well, we all saw that we've just got our honorable uncle and friend and brother walking. I believe that we would like to hear him say hello to us. He is a close brother to this ministry, a board member of Healing Jesus Campaign, founder, pastor 
of Calvary Charismatic Baptist Church Please welcome Bishop Francis To say hello to us What a shock Somebody put your hands together for Jesus Let's appreciate such a wonderful teaching. Uh, but I'll be meeting Bishop Doug shortly and I'll tell him you have replaced him. <laughs> Amen. I'm glad to be here and also, maybe sit, be seated, please. I also want to honor uh, Bishop in Torrey Cancer and Bishop Wood. Let's appreciate them. But they're the only ones I can see. Um, but I, I, I managed, to, I tried to come a bit early, but I think the road was blocked. So I have to go and park in Brixton and walk from Brixton to this place. Amen. But I just want to say I'm delighted to be here. I've been very busy around, and uh, I decided tonight I want to come, if even is to share the grace, I want to be under this anointing. Because I also want to catch the anointing. Is somebody catching the anointing? Only seven people are catching the anointing. It looks like only ten people are catching the anointing. May you receive the anointing all the way from Cameroon, from our Papa. Somebody say amen. amen. So I'm delighted to be here. Next week, I'll be hosting the Archbishop Duncan William in our Charisma Fire Convention. So I just spoke to him and he asked me to bring you greetings. And next week, if you are free, you can meet us at Calvary as we host such a great man of God who is also a father to us. Amen. But I want to say God bless you for your diligence, your loyalty, and all the things you've been doing to support such a great ministry. May the Lord richly bless you. Thank you, Bishop Francis. Thank you for passing by and coming by. God bless you. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on social media. Search for First Love London on Facebook and YouTube and First Love UK on Twitter and Instagram. Have a blessed week.